This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moyes stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2-0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. 1-2 Tunga. Here's Moy right footed. 1-0 Huddersfield Town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round De Gea. 2-0 Huddersfield Town. 2-0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! yes! The uh, high-flying swans are on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the warm-up episode 19. Joining me, your host, Brady Frost, who is winging it as per, is uh, Tadcaster Albion manager, the unflappable Paul Quinn. How are you, Paul? Also winging it, I think. Yeah, no, good, thank you. Good. Thanks for having me on again. No, thanks for coming on, mate. So it's just us two. Um, Lucky us, eh? Get to spend an evening with me doing a podcast. Bit of quality time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely absolutely but um i'll tell you what i think unfortunately isn't going to be a quality time do you like that segue man that was a good segue. Like that. Like that. We um, that, yeah yeah oh, sh- give them the secrets away uh, so swan we're playing swansea uh they're third in the table 56 points 33 more points than us uh so actually double what we've got uh they are top of the form table five wins in the last six they drew that and that's uh, the game they didn't win was draw against Brentford. Um, so it's not looking good, mate, especially in the form that we're, we, you know, on at the moment. But what I would say to remember, cast a time back to earlier in the season when we played these guys, we yeah. won 2-1. And I was chatting to the 
uh, Swansea fan, which we'll hear from later, we are one of, we're the only team to win at Swansea this season. So uh, maybe it's a good omen. What about you, mate? What did you think of that game? And how do you think uh, how do you think Town have been playing recently? Um, yeah, I, I mean, just I'm just looking at the team from the from the game. Interesting how we set up there with um, Stearman, Schindler, and Saar all starting in the team with more of like a two up top, which I'll come on to later. I think could be a shout for Saturday again. Um, but yeah, obviously we've got to take confidence from that with the fact that we we went to their place and, and turned them over. So I'm sure that'll be something that'll be discussed this week, hopefully. But yeah, it's, it's a massive game, isn't it? I just feel like these games are getting a little bit bigger now for us. Um, and probably about a month ago, I think when I was on, I said that I couldn't see us getting dragged into anything. And all of a sudden we are being dragged into something else. So um, yeah, Hopefully we can take some confidence from the fact we've we've turned them over already. But as you said, they're in a rich vein of form, aren't they? And um, interestingly enough, though, you look at the goal scoring. And this is probably where in lies our problem at the moment. Is I think they've scored a similar amount of goals to us, but they've only I think they've only conceded fifteen, whereas we've conceded I think forty, um, and that tells its tale, doesn't it? Really, in terms of perhaps there's probably not that much between the two teams you know, in terms of the level they're at, but in terms of the league standing, um, tells its own story, doesn't it? So, No, definitely. I mean, yeah, that, that's a good point. And um, I think what's kind of impressed me, I mean, you know, I'll admit uh, it's not like I've watched all of Swansea's games this season, but from what I have seen and from chatting to fans, um, they have been really impressive defensively. Not particularly great to watch, um, even yeah. though you'd, you'd think with some of the players they have that they, they would be great to watch. But yeah, like you say, that defence is... Is why they're up there, you know. Um, yeah. Cabango, I'm sure we'll cover the key players, but Cabango uh, and um, Mark Gahey through their the centre backs really impressed me. Connor Roberts got great, great wing backs yeah. like um, we do, so it is really about that defense, um, yeah. like you say. So I think it's going to be a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a tough game, really. But um, I was going to ask actually before we kind of come on to Swansea because obviously. It's not very often we have a, a manager on here, um, just with town at the moment. I, I don't know if anything's happened to you similar with, with Tadcaster what if you're bossing that if you're core cool running this situation what's it like when you're going for a bit of a bad patch um it, I mean any defeat for a manager's awful to take I'm sure he's having lots of sleepless nights over it and um you know when you're winning games it, it's all rosy and you can almost do what you want um, people buy into it I think when you're not winning games it's really difficult not to stick to what you believe in and not to be too knee-jerk. And I think one thing that we'll get with Carlos is I think he has got a clear philosophy. We've spoke about this before and I don't think he'll come too far away from it. And there are a lot of mitigating circumstances for him, aren't there, in terms of injuries, recruitment, all sorts of things you could point to. But as he keeps saying in his interviews, which I've been watching closely, that the responsibility of the results lie with him and he's want, obviously wanting to take that pressure away from the players and but yeah it's it's tough and I don't think people like really even and I know the level I'm working at isn't you know comparable with Huddersfield hopefully you know I can close that gap in the future but um it, it affects you it impacts you it does um when your club isn't doing well and your team isn't doing well in terms of results it affects you it affects your family life it affects you know everything, and you want to. The only thing you can do is just try and work harder and stick to what you believe in, stick to principle, and also believe that it will turn because it will. Um, you, like we, you feel sometimes, oh, where's your next win coming from? Where's your next win coming from? But 
the next win will come. It's just a case of when and, you know, keeping level-headed, keeping your feet on the ground and keeping working hard and, um, you know, listening to the players, keeping that dialogue open. And it, it's, it's tough. Um, it's a tough game, isn't it? And based on results and people's livelihoods are on the line as well. And that's that's a factor. So, yeah, it's, um, it's difficult, but I'm sure he'll be keeping strong in terms of his principles and what he wants to do. But I do think, I, I just have a gut feeling that there will be a change on Saturday in terms of maybe the system or not the system in terms of the way we play, but in terms of maybe going with two up top or maybe a different dynamic in midfield. I, I think I think this could be the moment where he does that again, potentially. No, I, th- I think that's interesting. I mean, we, we saw in the, um, I know we're, we're kind of a preview podcast, but we saw he did change things up against Burroughs, you know, brought on those young lads who, uh, Rowan Phillips, who I thought actually played quite well and, you know, did make a difference. Um, I suppose I was, what I was going to ask you, Quinny, I'm going a bit off script here, but, um, you know, on the on the live pod we, we did the other day, um, I heard the lads saying, you know, is Corbran a bit under pressure, obviously giving off to Wickham, um, as in starting to doubt doubt him you know obviously you're, you're a fan so what's your kind of opinion on him do you still think he's the right man and he can turn it around yeah I think I think um, I think under current circumstances who, who we're going to get to come in and you know and whatever whatever we want from it what, what we, who do we want as a club you know and are we going to be that club that keeps changing and swapping all the time and I don't believe that's the right way I think if you look at any really really successful clubs they've had some sustainability and continuity so you know you can take the biggest example of Man United with Ferguson was there 20 odd years we'll probably won't see that again but then you look at you look, all right you, you look at someone like Wickham and people say yeah but the bottom of the league yeah but hang on a minute 10 years ago they were non-league side and they're punching well above the weight and they've stuck with Ainsworth I think Ainsworth's been there nine years you look at someone like Harrogate Town Simon Weaver's been there nearly 10 years now he's probably one of the longest serving managers look how far they've come um, you know, and yes, sometimes you have to change things and you change things up, but I, I do believe that swapping and changing all the time doesn't do anybody any good. And um, I think obviously we need, he needs the players to be able to do what he wants to do. And I do think he is a young manager and he's obviously learning alongside trying to impart his philosophy as well. But um, as long as the players are buying into it and believing what's happening, which I think they do, um, listening to things and looking from the outside in, um, but yeah, it's just a tough, tough little patch, isn't it? But I think we'll get through it and I think we'll be all right. But that's probably just the optimist in me. No, I know a lot of town fans will disagree with me, but um, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? No, absolutely. And I mean, I, I think, um, I, you know, some people think I'm a bit more optimistic than some of the others, but I suppose the only positive I can say is the second half against Borough, you know, maybe that was Borough, but I just. I just get the sneaky feeling that if we get a win, I really wouldn't be surprised if we go on a little bit of a run. I'm not going to say we're going to win like 10 in a row, but, you know, if we had like, we get three wins in the next seven or something, that really wouldn't surprise me. I think we just need need something to go our way. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll, come on, we'll come on to the Swansea game, um, which unfortunately I don't think will, will be the game. But, you know, who knows? Strange things have happened. Um, you key player for Swansea. They've got a lot of talented players. I really like um, members aside, but who, who have you picked, Quinny, for Swansea to keep? Well, I, I mean, the, the obvious the obvious ones would be the two goal scorers, um, you know, the two highest goal scorers, the AU and Law. Um, but having said that, looking at their recent record, I wouldn't say they're in a massively rich vein of form in terms of, you know, whether I'm just looking at the stats now that they've been sporadic haven't they over the last few games but 
you probably would have to point to them too. And then you look at some of the experience they've got in the side as well, you know, with like, like of Connor Huran and, um, you know, the other players in that ilk, the, you know, the, Going to be, it's going to be a difficult task, isn't it? No, no two ways about it. But yeah, I think you'd point to the goal scorers initially. Um, it's going to be it's going to be another tough game, especially you know it's like the two opposites, isn't it? We're sort of in that moment where got to sound like a bloody not managing all in that moment. <laughs> we're in that patch where I um, like it, mate. Carry on. <laughs> we're in that patch where we're on a down and we're struggling, and then you look at Swansea, third in the league, no defeats in six. It's like. It's it's almost set up for a town win, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this is when nobody expects anything to happen. That's why football, I think, is so fascinating because any betting person on Saturday would stake on Swansea, wouldn't they? They'd be a given, but there's always that possibility we can we can get the win. And uh, what a win it'd be! Like you said, though, it'd be a massive. Could beat Swansea on Saturday. What a boost that'd be to. The squad and the players and everything and then like you said something like that could be the catalyst to go on a run but we need some points don't we we do we do just need to get some points on the board just to steer off that risk of getting dragged into an absolute dogfight no definitely and um you know who knows like you say it's typical town i mean you know weirdly again maybe this is just me trying to be positive but I kind of, I'm kind of getting a bit of vibe about when we played West Brom last season. You know, where we needed to win, and but yeah. no one was expecting it, and we were looking at Millwall and then pulled something off. Um, sorry, that doesn't sound great. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think yeah, it, uh, yeah. Who knows? I think what was quite interesting to me is um, when I spoke to the Swansea fan, which we'll hear. They don't actually score that many. Like you touch on, um, you know, you touch on the strikers aren't really in a rich fan of form. But um, it's just that defence. But interestingly, yeah. I think they, in quite a lot of games, they uh, tend to go behind and what uh, behind early. And what, what we've seen is we actually can do that. So I would be interested to see, obviously, you know, <laughs> been ahead twice in the last two games, but... It might be a bit of a challenge for Swansea if, if we did suddenly get a goal in the first 10 minutes. Might might make it a bit more of an interesting game. Yeah, and we started um, we started really well, didn't we, in Middlesbrough and could have been could have been further ahead. And then yeah, it's just that I suppose there's that little bit of a question mark over us at the moment when we do concede or we do go behind. Like the reaction seems to seems to take a little bit of time, doesn't it, till it happens. And the gate, like thankfully. We stayed in the game, but I, I felt like at half time, I, I had a second two one at half time because we, I thought for thirty minutes in that first half, I thought we just got absolute. It was just attack after attack, corner after corner, wasn't it? And we just pinned in, and then like you said, second half we, we seemed to find our feet again. A couple of changes at half time, which probably helped, and um, I thought we, were, I thought we were really good. I thought, in fact, on reflection of the whole game, I, I think we were lucky not to get something from it. Um, you know, in terms of the way we played second half, and I think we deserve something from it. Chances that's from the chances we had. Phillips at the post and Fraser Campbell's chance, Cosy all of that. Water. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we could have easily got a point from that game easily. Um, no, completely agree with you. I think um, yeah, just just to bring it back to to Swansea, you you touched on him, but um, I I picked Hurahan as my, my yeah. player. I've always really liked him. Um, I thought he was great at Barnsley again. Yeah. I can't remember when he was at Barnsley, but he's always played. I would have loved at town because, again, um, well, before this season, but I never felt we had a good set piece and 
score you know free kicks until the bends of this season. So um, yeah, yeah, I think he's he's coming and you know started like a house on fire for, for yeah, uh, yeah. Swansea. He's coming from Villa as well, so I think he'll be key key to watch out. But um, yeah, I'm liking this. Quinn, you're making me feel more positive. So keep keep that positive positivity going. Who's your key player for town in this game? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for because I feel that he, he deserves a start. Um, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Phillips if he starts because I think um, I think we've seen flashes of it. I, in fact, I've, I I would have even said three or four weeks ago when we did the podcast, I think I gave him a shout for a start then. And, I, and I'm still beating the drum about him. I think I think with what we've got available, he needs to start. So if he starts, I think he could be a key, key player for us. If he doesn't, I think there's going to be some pressure on Bakuna to really pull in a performance, especially if Mbenza, which I presume is not fit, won't yeah. be fit. Um, I, think, I think there's massive pressure on his shoulders in a good way, in a positive way, to pull out a real solid creative performance for us um so if philip starts it'd be him if he doesn't then i'd say bakuna needs to step up and and um and put in a big performance for us i think i think that's a good shout i i've um yeah i was really like, like we i think we were talking before we recorded i was really impressed with phillips you know i think almost so impressed to the point I was like well why has he not been given a you know given a shout earlier on um, so I think that's a good call um, I, I've actually gone for Hogg because since he's cut, obviously he gave away that penalty at Wickham uh, but since he's come back he, we've not seen the, the best of him so far but um, I think he'd be a busy boy in this game but also I've, you know before his injury before his like kind of recurring hit thing I, I think he'd probably say he's been our best player this season or, or you could certainly make the case and I think we'll need him to be on it. Um, and to be honest, he's the kind of player back, like you say, when you're in a bad run, he's going to he's gonna give it his all, you know, and yeah. sometimes that can go the wrong way. But I just feel like he need, if anyone's going to get up in their faces and, you know, give Swansea a bit of a tough game, it's Hog. So uh, I hope he can kind of set the example for that. Um, but we, we will see, mate. Um, but we'll move on to return to the Mac. Um, you, I'm going to, again, go to you first because you've got an interesting way of doing this this week. So uh, I think our listeners will enjoy. So, Right, I've got no idea who I'm going to pick this week. A, because I'm underprepared. And B, because I completely forgot. So here's what I'm going to do. I want you to pick me a number, 1 to 24. And we're going to randomly select a former Huddersfield Town player Courtesy of Wikipedia, that is going to make his return to the back. So one to twenty-four. Go on, go. On. All right, sorry, I thought you were going go on. one to twenty-four. One, one to twenty-four. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, fourteen. Fourteen. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, okay, you've got to count. <laughs> fourteen. Right. Okay. Uh, and then one to one to <laughs> two hundred. <laughs> if I just say stop when I when just say stop when you're in it. Right, stop. Okay. The player that we are going to return to the Mac is Sean Scannell. <laughs> right. Sean okay. Scannell is a So the reason we're going to return Sean to the Mac is because he's an experienced player now. He's 30 years old. He's five foot nine, 1.75 meters tall. <laughs> he was born in Croydon. 
Um, he's made numerous appearances for the Republic of Ireland uh, junior sides, and I feel he could make a, a massive impact for the team. He's also got a brother called Damien, which I think would be useful <laughs> in this game. Look, uh, you are wicked it, you're right. Um, what Actually, it's gone, uh, Sean Scannell's a bit of an interesting one. What, it, what, I don't know, what did you think of his time at town? Um, a, a lot of ability, and I think he came in and, yeah, if he's reflecting back, I think probably um, he could have done more, but I think he was one of those players where he was a threat, wasn't he? He was a threat when he was on it, um, but was he on it enough? Maybe not would be yeah. an assessment. No, I think that's interesting. The only thing I can say about Sean Scannell is um, I once got a new, I think it was one of the first Ubers you could get in Huddersfield, and the guy claimed to me that he used to show first Sean Scannell around, and I was kind of like, well, I didn't say this to him because it would be rude, really rude, but I was kind of like, but yeah, you, you're taking me to bloody, you know, the parish or whatever. <laughs> you driving, you score Sean Scandal's driver, but yeah, here you are taking me and my friends who are half cut into town. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I like it. I like Sean's, to be honest, mate, I, I like what you did there with the little um, little routine. I might have to bring that in. Um, I've gone for really boring. I, he's been mentioned on the pod before, but to be to be fair, listeners, like we uh, we're having to do one every three days at the moment, so I, I can't remember players who've been decent. So I, I've just gone for Carlin Grant because um, we really miss Karama. Obviously, he plays on the left wing, and yeah. uh, we were absolutely torrid at times last season, and he just scored out of nowhere. Um, I think of that Wigan game, you know, where we were dire for quite a bit of it, and then he just pops yeah. up and you know smashes it in the corner. So don't really need to explain it. Um, also, not not having the best time at West Brom either, which I think was quite interesting. Um, but I imagine we might see him next season if we manage to stay up. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I've gone I've gone Carlin Grant. So I wonder who's going to win out of Sean Scannell and Carlin Grant. We will. <laughs> I'll say this now, and then they'll just fix the poll and be like, you know, we're back quitting. So uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, bef- so you, before you're going to put randomly selected Sean Scannell. I might, no, context. no. What I might do is I might um, create some might, intrigue, touch the, you know, see what, see what the process was. Yeah, I might, um, I might like, you know, the, the, I bet there's a YouTube compilation of Sean Scanner where he looks like, you know, messy. I, I'll just attach that underneath so, uh, <laughs> to help your case, mate. <laughs> um, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Anyway, so before... Um, before we go on to you're the coach, I, I caught up with Stephen um, from the Swansea podcast, the Jackcast, um, to 
Just see if, to be honest, if we can get anything from this game. And uh, here's what he had to say. Cool. I'm joined on the line now by uh, Steve from uh, the Swansea fan podcast, The Jackcast. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm I'm all right, uh, you know, to say we've we've not done one this year. But uh, yeah, no, cheers for coming on. Um, so we've got the game at the weekend. Um, before we get on to that, uh, the previous game, obviously, at the Liberty Stadium was um, probably our one of our best games of the season. We managed to win 2-1. Um, so I was going to kind of ask, really, obviously, that's me from my Huddersfield perspective. But what did you did you make of uh, Huddersfield in the, in that game? Um, I gotta be honest. A lot of the games sort of merge into one because you know they come so thick and fast and everything like that. It's, my memories of that game are not huge. I, I vaguely remember our goal being a penalty, I think. But I thought Huddersfield were like a reasonable side. I think they. I've seen far worse uh, than them this season. I would say. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a game maybe we were a little bit unlucky to lose, but you know, it, um, it happens sometimes. I think we've been quite fortunate to win some of the games that we've won last night being a good example. So, um, yeah, I think, obviously, from your point of view, it was a good result. I think Huddersfield have been a bit of a bogey in my time as a fan. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you were the only team that have won at the Liberty this season. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's Saturday should be quite interesting. Yeah, interesting. I think, uh, well, again, you guys are in great form. I, I suppose I just wanted to um, talk to you about how, how you think the season's going. Do, did you expect this? Because, I mean, from the outside perspective, Steve Cooper's done an amazing job, really, since he's come in. Um, did you expect to be kind of pushing for promotion? No. Um, I thought this season, the expectation from my point of view was top half. Um, obviously, we lost a few players that had done well, that had got us into the playoffs last year, Ian Brewster being one of them. And you're thinking, where are the goals going to come from? Um, I wouldn't really say we've replaced that. But what we have done is become incredibly good defensively. I think we've kept 16 clean sheets, which is unbelievable, really, in 28 games. So, you know, that's what our success has been built off. I mean, if you look at our game with Martin Forrest last night, we didn't really have much of a, a, an effort at goal at the game. We've kept it tight, as we've done in so many. And then we've nicked the goal. And to be honest, it was a bit of a daylight robbery. So that that seems to be the, the main thing with us. We're quite clinical with the chances we're creating. You're not, this is not a Swansea team that sort of dominates possession and creates a lot of chances. Like we've probably seen, you know, over the last decade or so, not necessarily all the time, but that was the general DNA of the club. Certainly what got Swansea into the Premier League in the first place. And it's not really been like that, to be honest. It has been more built on being very good defensively. So... Yeah, we're we're overachieving for sure. That's that's the one thing I I would say. But obviously, if you look at the league table, we're only one point off the top two. So you have to say that we're in with a, a good chance of uh, promotion. But nobody did really expect this at the start of the season. So Steve Cooper's done very well, to be fair, even if the football at times probably isn't as easy on the eye as I'd like. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, like I say, I, I think... You know, from the outside perspective, um, you know, it's kind of Swansea look at uh, teams to me about how I think Huddersfield should be, you know, recruiting smartly and getting good loans in, like you say. So I suppose we'll we'll kind of come on to the to the match at the at the weekend. Um, what are you expecting from it? And I suppose what I'm hoping for you to say is if you got away with it on uh, against Forest, you know, does do Huddersfield have a chance of getting something from this game? Yeah, I would say that you do have a chance of getting something. I think 
the key really is going to be if you score first, because if we score first, invariably, there's one winner. I think there's only one game this season where we've scored first and we haven't won. And the only reason we didn't win that is because we were on the wrong end of a penalty decision that shouldn't have been given. So, yeah, I think that that's the big thing. As When I look at like the game with Nottingham Forest, for example, we always felt we were still in it just because we've invariably nicked goals when we've kept clean sheets. But I think if we were to concede first, that would change things. So that's probably what I would say to anybody, really. But yeah, if you concede first to us, I think anyone is going to really struggle just because of how well we've we've done defensively. And we've been very good as well at scoring against the run of play. Like quite a few times I've, I think we played QPR Boxing Day, very poor. And we scored on the stroke of half-time, different game, 1-2-0. Did similar at Barnsley, scored on the stroke of half-time despite not doing much. Then we've added a second in the second half. Um, and obviously, like I said, the Forest game where we've nicked the goal late on and we've not done much in the game. So that, we are very, very good at not playing that well, but still winning or at least making sure we don't lose. So that's the key to it. You may well watch us and think this lot are not that good, but unless you've gone in front, then beware because even though you might not think a goal's coming, somehow they, they seem to come. And then I think quite often the opposition are a bit frustrated thinking, how are we losing now to this lot? But we do seem to be sort of experts at it. I've got to be honest, mate, you, you're making me very worried about this because uh, there was a lot of alarm bells ringing for me there. Um, for us, we concede uh, quite a few goals on the stroke of half-time at the moment. Um, we can score early, so I think it'd be interesting to see from a, from a Swansea perspective. But um, I think we're the team in the league that's um, lost the most points from winning positions. So we've 23 points uh, we've lost after taking the lead. So, um, yeah... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not feeling positive. Um, but I, I suppose we'll kind of uh, close with this. Really, w- what are you expecting from the game on Saturday? And um, what's your score prediction? I know <laughs> trying to predict a score in the championship is always a difficult task. But uh, how, how do you see it going? It's a tough one. I mean, I don't really know what to expect from Swansea in some ways, other than it's unlikely we're going to be poor defensively. I mean, we're, we're, there's been the odd game this season. We played Derby away. We lost two nil. And we were absolutely shocking. But that's such an anomaly. It doesn't happen very often. So, yeah, I, I think we might try and go more cautious and then try and soak up pressure, maybe play on the break or something like that. But, I mean, we, we have gone more aggressive in some of the away games. We played Rotherham recently and we played... We, we tend to play like a 3-5-2 with wing-backs. And usually it'll be three more cautious midfield players. Like Conor Hurahan's come in recently and he's... I wouldn't say he's like a number 10 but obviously he's more of a playmaker, somebody that will make things happen, whereas there's been the likes of Mac Grimes and Jay Fulton. They are a bit more cautious. But I think we, if I use the Rotherham example, Jan Dander played and he's more of a number 10. So that sort of shows that we went for it more in that game. So I think whether he plays or not might tell us how Swansea are going to approach it. If he does play, then that probably tells us we're going to go for it a bit more, whereas if he doesn't, then it'll probably be a little bit more cautious. So... That's how I'm looking at it. I personally don't think that Dander will play, but we'll we'll see on the weekend. I mean, prediction-wise, it's difficult for me not to predict the Swansea win, really, based on we just seem to find a way. So I'm going to say 1-0, I think, to Swansea. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've had you down for a win. I'm surprised you've said one because uh, we've conceded most goals goals in the league, I think, or, you know, if not, we can... We're, we're not um, the most... We've only scored three in one game, for example. 
2 0 is quite a standard Swansea score, so that wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, I'm I'm just going with a with a one nil because as, as well as we're doing in the table, we're not like a Brentford like that could stick three or four. Like it, that's quite unlikely, I would say. Well, <laughs> I take I take a one nil. Um, obviously, you always want to win, but I take that if we could get something from from other games. Um, but we will see, mate. Thank you so much for coming on anyway. And um, best of luck for the rest of the season after Saturday's game, of course. Yeah, same to you. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Right, so we've heard from Steve and Quinny. Uh, I'm going to hear from you now. So you're the coach. I mean, you are a coach, but you're the Huddersfield Town coach for this one-off game against Swansea, mate. Um, yeah. you, who, what is your lineup? You said you're going to tweak it. So I'm interested um, to hear who you're picking, who makes your lineup, who makes Paul Quinn's first Huddersfield Town match. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a change in the midfield. So I'm gonna go for a, like a four-four-two, but a diamond in midfield. So I'm gonna play it without wingers. Um, All right. And the reason I'm gonna do that is I'm gonna allow my fullback. We don't have any. Because we don't have any. That's the first <laughs> bit. And the other reason is I'm gonna give Pippa and Rowe license to bomb on, get forward like they usually do, but create a bit more room for them to do that. So that's my theory behind that. Keo and Sarah at centre half, Schofield and goal. So Schofield, Pippa, Keo, Sarah, Rowe as a back four, and presuming they're all fit. Uh, then Hogg at the base of midfield with Vallejo and O'Brien either side of him. So like as a bit of a three and Bakuna at the top of it. And then Campbell and Phillips down the middle um, with a bit of a job to do when we haven't got the ball. That's going to be my starting eleven. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I thought Rowe was, yeah, was pretty good against Burrow, so I, I think you're right. I think he should get a start. Um, I think it's the thing is, um, for me, O'Brien just doesn't look comfortable playing there. That's the problem as well. He just does oh, not yeah. look comfortable. No. You know, square pegs, round holes, isn't it? So I think, and Rowe, I thought, was lively when he came on. So give, it, right. give him the nod, let him, let him have a go. No, absolutely. I mean, he played in the Prem, didn't he? So, uh, under Jan Sievert. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've gone, I've gone four two three one. Um, I hate to say this, but I think Schofield's looking really shaky at the moment. But I've kept him in because you can't just chuck him out. But I do think if it if we keep losing and he keeps looking a bit dodgy, I mean, he got away with one uh, against Borough. I wonder if it's worth putting this look Wilder in because he's he's meant to be you know professional and solid. So um, we'll see. But I've kept Schofield in because he's like a lad and I want him to do well. Uh, yeah, so four two three one. I've got Pippa Keo Sar and I've got Jane Brown because he did play in the B team game, and I think we we just missed Toffolo. It's the last game before Toffolo's back. Um, yeah. I've gone for Hogan O'Brien in my two. Uh, I agree with you. O'Brien's not left back, um, and to be honest, I'm. It's a bit of a shame with O'Brien because I just don't think he's been on it this season at all. Um, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping this is a game where we could see something from because he's really good at running with the ball forward. Yeah. Um, and then for my three, I've gone for like I debate about putting Bakuda in, but I still think the best we've seen him is when he's a super sub and he can come on. So I've kind of got him as, as that role. So I've, I've kept Rowan. Uh, I've got Holmes as a 10 just because I think he's quite good at linking play and we're not seeing the best of him yet. But I've also given Sober Thomas a go um, yeah. just because he's played left wing back and maybe he can swap with uh, Brown as well. But I, uh, one of the things when we signed him was he uh, he was meant to be really good at kind of set pieces, like in terms of corner delivery and stuff like that. So I wonder if it might be one of them games where we just need to nick a set piece. And also, he's doing quite well in the the B team, so why not give him a start? You know, he's knocking on the door yeah. and like we're yeah. beggars got to choose. 
I think Campbell needs a rest. So I've got Phillips up front because I was in, like I said, I was impressed with him. And to be honest, if it if he starts and it's not working, um, you can bring Campbell on. And also, like I, I think if we're being honest, no one's really expecting a win from this game. So why not? Let's just yeah. like say mix yeah. it up. Um, does that sound? What do you think? Does that you know? Interesting. You no, no, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think a um, few changes, few fresh faces, bit of hunger, bit of that sort of youthful. I think we need that, you know, when you've when you're in this situation as well. Sometimes just making a couple of changes and bringing some people in that haven't been at the sort of sharp end of it for so long can help, you know, just freshen things up a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, interesting selection. Well, why not? I think because we've got Derby in midweek, and I think that's a big game. Uh, so Derby have got Watford on Friday because I know. Uh, God, it feels like last season we checking over results, but Derby have got Watford on Friday. Watford are in really good form. Um, and after Derby play us, they've got Forest. So when I was chatting to these Derby fans, they were saying like, we wouldn't be surprised if we make some changes in the Huddersfield game too, because we'll want to beat Forest because we're not beat, uh, beat Forest in five years or something. So yeah. I wonder if maybe we might have a bit more joy against Derby. So I'm kind of wondering if we should, you know, give people a bit of a break to come on the bench. So that's my reason anyway. But um what are you thinking of score prediction, Quinny? Because um, you, when you were last on there, you predicted a 3-1 win against Luton. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I like the optimism. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mate, if, if they were, you know, if your optimism could be, you know, communicated on the pitch, I think we wouldn't be in this bad run of form. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what, what are you thinking? How, how's the game going to go? And what's your score prediction? I never, well... If from what, if I'm asking me as a Huddersfield Town fan, I'd never ever bet against Huddersfield Town. I'd never ever say we're going to lose because um, I just don't think, as a fan, as a supporter, no matter what game you go into, you should have that mentality. Because if you've got that mentality, it goes onto the pitch. I know we're not there at the moment. Trust me, it does. If you go to a game and the, the crowd's negative and they don't think you're going to win, I think that mentality goes onto the pitch. So I'm a big believer that. If you're going to go and support your team, you're going to go and anticipate, unless you're playing somebody, you know, ridiculous. That you look at the games in the Premier League, though, Man United at home, who would have said Huddersfield Town would have beat Man United at home. The crowd, I was at that game, fortunately. I don't go to many because of for obvious reasons, but I was at that game and the crowd that day were unbelievable, unbelievable, and, and probably got us over the line in a lot of aspects because of the, just the whole aura of the place. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I was I was at that game too. Um, that and the Brighton Brighton where we beat um, beat them three one when they were top of the league. They're the two best games for me in recent memory. That Man U game, like you said, crowd was something else. And yeah, you know you had Tommy Smith, you know, <laughs> uh, rallying up Martial and like you know, yeah, great day, great day. Remember yeah, the great times, listeners. Um, yeah. So I'm game and I'm, score prediction. Yeah. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be realistic. I, I would take a one one draw. I think if we can get a 1-1 draw, I would be over the moon with that. If you're asking me as a non-football person, I think it's going to be tough. And I, I, I But I do think I do think that um, it'll be closer than we think, especially with their goal-scoring record. It'll be, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. Um, but I, I think I think it, we would take a draw, but I think, I think we could end up getting edged out again on Saturday from a non-supporter's perspective. Yeah, um, so I had to, sorry, this sounds like I'm, I'm bragging about it, but I had to give a prediction for um, for another podcast, but it was right after we lost to Borough. Um, so I said 3-1. And then since having done my research for this, and found out Swansea don't score a lot of goals. Um, 
I think I was stupid to do that, to be honest. And also, like you say, mate, I'm a fraud of a fan if I uh, if I pick. <laughs> um, I think it really depends on who scores first for me. I know when we've scored first, we've still lost and we've lost the most points from winning positions. But if we get an early goal, um, Swansea's defence are really good. And I, I wonder, again, we're not expected to win this game. And I wonder if they have to actually come out and try... Um, if that might play into our hands, I'm not predicting a win because I just I don't I just can't see it. But I kind of can. But head says you know heart says yeah. well maybe we could sneak something. But head says no. So I'm also going to go for a one-one draw. Um, even though I said three-one on the Sky podcast uh, thing I had to do the other day. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think one-one. You know, like you say, we're not expecting anything. And let's be honest, when, when we're not expecting stuff, like we can, we can surprise. That's the thing I would say about Huddersfield, you know. And I think what's been really disappointing recently is um, we don't look like we can claw stuff back. But what I would say earlier in the season, Corbran and the team, they never looked like they were going to get beat. Like they never looked like they were going to give up without a fight. Um which yeah. which we're missing recently, but we'll see. Anyway, I'm rambling, mate. Um, so we've both we've both gone for a draw. We will see how it goes. Um, and who knows? We've got Derby, and like you say, I just I think a win's going to come off soon, mate. Isn't it? Well, if we, if we if we do win on Saturday, what a, what a game that is to go into. You know, we could almost if we won Saturday and beat Derby on Tuesday, you'd, you'd you'd we'd be breathing a big sigh of relief, wouldn't we? In terms of you could potentially I don't I won't say we'd be, we won't be safe obviously after Saturday but uh, after Tuesday if we did that but if we, could take, if we could take six points from these next two games what a what a few days that would be it'd be like monumental wouldn't it in terms of just easing the pressure off everybody and settling everybody down again so who knows fingers crossed but this is a real town isn't it so it's never dull mate it's never dull and like you say I mean to be honest Borough were only seven points off us and they were in ninth you know before on Tuesday so this league's crazy so who knows anyway I hope we could be chatting for ages mate I think I hope we've made people feel a bit more positive about the game and who knows at least if we if we get pummeled there's another game on Tuesday you know the games are coming thick and fast that's all I can say but um but yeah thanks for coming on Quinny really appreciate it and pleasure um, mate pleasure no, nice one. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back for a preview for Derby because there's a game on Tuesday. So uh, look forward to my sweet dulcet tones very soon. Take care. <laughs> no, it's, oh, hang on. Uh, I don't want to end the meet. Oh, what a night. Late in May in 2017. What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in Georgia Square did see What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night Lost so safe in man
mesmerizing me Low, low charge and flattens all Chelsea Stamford Bridge, oh what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks And a fence And then The commentator yelled He takes our chance Oh, what a night Oh, what a night Oh, what a night Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.